When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap It's showtime. A W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the show that can only be described as sick, sweet, lit, badass, and titties. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the man who's stuck in the friend zone on his own podcast from Good Times Great Movies, it's Doug. Thanks for having me, Carl. I'm happy to be here. Not happy to talk about this podcast. I'm very happy to have you back. We did a bonus episode a few weeks ago on Opie's podcast. That was just fantastic, and I was looking forward to having you back on the show again because that you was did super such a, fun. You did such a great job torturing yourself with OP Radio <laughs> that I wanted to get you back in here. So please go to whoarethese.com. That's where you can get all the stuff that I always talk about every week, like our email address, our voicemail number, the link to our subreddit, the link to our merchandise, the link to our Patreon, where we have two bonus episodes that come out every single month. I'm excited. I think next week we're going to record another Patreon episode, and it's going to be Tom Meyer's stand-up. But I'm very much looking forward to that. Nice. We'll, we'll get Croge over here for it. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you give five-star reviews, and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Timbo Sugar Show. This was a suggestion that came in through the Discord from a couple of different people. Both Doug and I have listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show that's hosted by Tim Welch and Sean O'Malley. It's a little bit of a cheat because it seems like more of a YouTube show than a podcast. But like we talked about on Fighter and the Kid, it's a very similar format where these two tough guys just sit on the couch and shoot the shit for an hour with seemingly no direction whatsoever. Well, I I had to watch the YouTube because after yeah. I listened to this, I went, what am I missing? There has to be something about the video that makes this compelling, and there's nothing. No, they, no. They sit in those chairs with their arms on the armrest and stare at each other with dead eyes and talk about nonsense it's so boring this is the clip that sums up the show for me this comes this happens about i don't know 40 45 minutes into the episode jesus flowing too is just so sick because we uh. the host of the show is yawning he's so bored with the content of the show and i want to point something out if you listen to the show and you're a fan of it, you're a fucking idiot. Oh These guys God, don't even want to be doing a show. At the very, did you get to the very end of this? By the yes. Doug? At the uh, very end, he's like, "Oh God, I hope we've gone long enough so we can get our sponsor reads in." He says this to his producer. How how long is that, Jay? Uh, oh wow, boom! All right, Jobins, vaginas, episode ninety, sponsored by ValleyWideGlass.com. 
They just have to fill a certain amount of time. And then they get their little sponsor reads in and make their money. They do not care about quality of the product. They're not interested in putting out a quality show. And if you're watching this on purpose, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I had that same (laughs) clip. I couldn't even believe it. It's like they're, it's like they're punching a clock. They need to get to this, whatever, 15, 45. They can't even believe they've been quote unquote talking for 55 minutes. Well, they're zoned out. I don't think that they even know what they talked about. No, not at all. <laughs> completely if you, can you play? I, I have my clips. I, I labeled them in a way that should make sense to you. But the show to me, can you play uh, number nine? Because it is wild and it's just the nonsense that they say the whole time. Stretching in the grass is so fucking nice. That's badass. That's fucking badass. Stretching lit though, huh? Dude. Fuck yeah. Stretching lit, boy. All right. <laughs> this is the way they talk. I hate the way these idiots talk to each other. The one guy, I had to look up their ages afterwards because I was like, are they like 17? This is like overhearing stone 17-year-olds talking. It's not interesting. You think a lot of what they're saying is fascinating. They're, the one guy says something at one point, and their minds are blown, and it's just bullshit nonsense. These guys are 26 and 31 years old. I could not believe that. And I should probably point out, because I had that same clip, when he's yeah. talking about how badass stretching in the grass is, <laughs> you might sit there and go, what does that even mean? He's talking about actually stretching in yeah. the lot. Like, this isn't code for something. No, no, no. Stretching in the grass isn't like banging three hookers. It's like literally just like touching your toes in the front yard of your house. Yeah. And he's like, that's fucking badass. All right, I should mention this before we go any further. Who these people are. This is a very big show. Sean O'Malley is a UFC fighter. Sean O'Malley is an undefeated UFC fighter. He's a badass. He beats the shit out of people. And this Tim Welch guy is his coach. Now, what I found interesting is the one guy, what was this, the sugar guy, the O'Malley guy. He's sugar the fighter. Sean O'Malley, yeah. Okay, yes. He's the fighter. And and the other guy is his coach or trainer or whatever. Yeah. And this coach or trainer is significantly older, and he's the one that seems to understand that this dude is kind of his meal ticket. I would so hope he'd understand his, that. I, I know. So his job on this podcast is, I guess, because he's the one concerned with, are we have we done this long enough? Are we finished yet? Yeah. His job is to feed O'Malley the most boring and uninteresting questions for him to answer to pad this out. Play my number one. So you've been sleeping good? Mm-hmm. Did you get your weighted blanket? Did you have a good morning routine? Uh, did you go to that meeting with Connor's manager or whatever? Um, did it's... you go to lunch? Did you so, order like... food? What if they separated those cards? Did you get one if I found a brother and a sis? You've been listening to any good podcasts at all? What's the highest <laughs> math you've done in in, uh, in science? So what's your most expensive... What, what do you think costs the most for you? How fun was that rolling the other day when you took a rip of that sativa? What's the goal? Are you looking to fuck them? Isn't it isn't it funny that uh someone everyone starts somewhere? I think the weed at at a certain level helps a lot, do you think? Agree? What do you mean? It's wild that he tries to take control of the show, and he's so bad at it. Could you imagine if, like, 
and Carlin, right? Hardcore history. Yeah. If instead of discussing epic military conflicts or detailing important moments in history, he's starting to talk about like what day of the week his garbage is picked up. I, I couldn't. <laughs> these hangout shows are the worst things. I don't care about a celebrity, athlete, personality enough to want to hear them describe what time they got up and where they go grocery shopping. Well, I, they do talk about that a lot. I love yes. that this guy's asking so many questions, but not listening to the answer at all. <laughs> no. Oh, no, this is hilarious. This this clip, the setup here is Sean is talking about his future career. He had a meeting with his management and he's got big things on the horizon. He's very excited about it. And listen to the interaction here between Tim and Sugar Sean. So I think I feel like I got a lot of shit covered, but they did definitely have good advice and good little nuggets they were spitting out at the meeting. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Did you so, order like, food? Yeah, I got a salmon salad. It was fucking good. But they were super nice, super cool. The guy is explaining this really important meeting that's going to be the future of his career in the UFC and even after that and what's he going to do after he retires. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, super sweet, man. Uh, what did you order? Like, oh, okay. who, who could possibly fucking care? He got the salmon. It was great. Order? Anyway, the point is... <laughs> it's it, this is crazy too because O'Malley. I mean, he's a he's a younger guy. He's the one that's twenty six years old, and yeah. and he's a fighter. And like you said, he's undefeated. I think he's twelve and zero. I looked up. Yeah, but he talks about what he's going to do after retirement and how he thinks in his mind he's got it all figured out, and a lot of it has to do with this podcast. Point number three. <laughs> yeah, this is great. What are you going to do after fighting? That's always a question for fighters. You, you, you're 35 years old and you retire. It's like, oh, shit, you're still young as fuck. But I feel like I got that covered with the Twitch, the podcast, with what we're doing with Patreon, all that shit. I feel like I got a lot of those areas covered. The Twitch? The Twitch? The po Nobody's going to care about this bantamweight fight. It's not like he's a heavyweight fighter, and he's ranked 15th. Well, He's think, not even ranked number one. Well, I think this is why they're so obsessed with Brandon Schaub is because they're looking at this guy who wasn't the greatest UFC fighter, who right, has right. a career, somehow got a stand-up show on Showtime, has all these people watching him talk about nothing with his buddy Brian Callen. Yeah. So I think that's what he's hoping for is to keep this thing going. I just don't know that anyone's going to give a shit about these two guys once they're oh. not winning fights. I have a oh. feeling that no matter what color this guy makes his hair, it's not going to be interesting <laughs> if he's not winning fights in major UFC events. This is him, by the way, and again, phenomenal fighter. He beats the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they're concerned about is what his hair color is going to be for the next fight. We got some sick IDFs for hair coming. This is about to be something litty. I think we're going to go just with a, like a gray for a little bit. And then um, switch it up. In. Switch up closer to the fight if, if we get something booked. He's going to have some sick hair. Carl, when, I, when I'm on this show, I make certain mistakes. And one mistake is I had that same clip, and I listened back, and I went, this is dumb shit. Nobody's going to want to hear this. And I got rid of it. But that's what this show is all about. Like, this... This is so stupid and so boring. I can't even believe that people would listen to this. You talked about him yawning. Yeah. And I'm number seven. I have the clip of him yawning that you played, but I have a second one. Yeah. And when I first heard the show, I thought, because you can hear him breathing a lot into the mic. You can't hear I him talking. He thinking, By the way, the, the audio on this is terrible. They're so terrible. far away from their microphones. They don't. They seem like you'd be bothered by them, like it's a bug near their face. So they're so far from their microphones. And then every yeah. now and then they'll actually 
talk into the microphone, it yeah. fucking blows out the speakers. I'm when, sorry. When I'm sorry. I, when, when <laughs> they, when they started to, No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying exactly, well, not exactly what you're saying. But I thought for a while, when I listened to this originally, I thought he was smoking weed on the show. I thought he was taking long hits or something. And when I watched it on YouTube, he's yawning throughout the entire show. <laughs> <Yes>. Anytime you hear <laughs> him true. breathing, it's because he's yawning yes. while the other guy's talking. You can play my number seven, but it's just two yawning I'll, clips. I'll, I'll play number seven. Okay. Here. Which, by the way, is surprising because according to the show, he got a lot of sleep last night and had <laughs> yes! a great morning routine. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Stipe DC is August 15th, and Stipe saying, you better put that big fucking cage in there. Flowing, too, is just so sick. Because we... Yes, uh. are so bored with what they're doing. Yeah. Why would anyone listen to this? Why would you give the money on Patreon, too? I don't understand that at all. Well, his future is Patreon. I'm happy <laughs> to say that it's not by a lot, but we have more patrons than they do. Well, okay. Thank God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're a much bigger show, and I know that they're a very big show, and there's a lot of people. By the way, I think I want to point something out here that's very important to point out, is yeah. that both of these guys could kick my ass. Oh, no, 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 no. And might yeah, want to after this. So I want to play just this quick clip where they talk about the criticism that comes in on YouTube and other places on the internet, and they make this comment. Do they ever, like, negative comments on YouTube or anything, like, sting you a little bit? No, not a little bit, no. Dude, the the negative ones that I do read, I feel like they're, they might, they might not be, but in my head, they're coming from a funny, sometimes they're funny. Like, I yeah. feel like there's a Jobin saying something funny. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, man, we're just a couple Jobins <laughs> saying shit that's funny, just FYI, all right? <laughs> No yeah, need to right, look right. us up and find out who we are, IRL. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love this. They love the criticism. They love the humorous criticism. They're going to love this show. I hope so. By the way, I will mention that uh, Jobins is what they call their fans. Mm. There's a lot of Jobin talk going on throughout the show. In fact, one of the segments of the show, if there are segments of this boring, rambling show, is <laughs> they have videos from Jobins who ask yes. them questions. And one of the questions I thought was hilarious only because it happens later on in the show. This is the question that came in. My question is, as your fans start to grow and the podcast starts to grow in popularity and your finances start to grow exponentially over the next couple of years, how are you going to make sure that you stay humble not gonna. Or do you even want to stay humble? Fuck no. Um, as that growth happens, crazy. do you feel like it's important? All right. So the question is, yeah. you're blowing up. How are you going to stay humble? Before that even happens, <laughs> this is Sean O'Malley talking about how amazing he is. I'm just, I feel like I'm so good at doing a lot of the stuff on my own. As far as, you know, like that fight week. How smooth was that fight week? Do we have any issues with no manager? Zero. So, because I, I mean, I messaged Brandon, I messaged Tank, hey, send me pick, here's your itinerary, did all that stuff myself, which is, <clears throat> in my head, it's part of part of the fight. I'm just gonna shoot these couple emails, and if it was yeah. stressful, I could I could say, hey, mom, here's 500 bucks, you do these things. This guy doesn't even need management. He, he could do it all himself know. with the help of his mommy. 
He'll get his <laughs> mom involved if he needs to. You cut that just a little bit too soon because after he says he's going to pay his mom five hundred bucks, yeah. his his uh, trainer goes or or anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's to be your mom. <laughs> it could be me. I don't. I, I need five hundred bucks. They can use that. I'm still trying to pay off my student loans. You hear me talking about that for eight minutes for no reason? That's true. Uh, this is more of him talking about how amazing he is. Yeah, something like that. And you think about Sugar Shane. Damn. I got Sugar. I mean, I got him. I got Cody. I got Henry talking. I'm the new man, baby. I'm the man. <laughs> it's funny. I was. All right. So, how are you going to stay humble? Is it important to stay humble? How are you going to stay humble? He first jokes about it. Oh, I don't need to be humble. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm seriously though. I, I do want to be humble. And he explains how he's going to pull this off. For sure. As far as how you guys treat me, and if I surround myself with you guys all day, it's like, okay, you guys treat me like I'm some normal person. I'm not going to hang out with these guys that are, oh, my God, dude, you're so fucking cool. So he is explaining in order the way he's going to stay humble is by hanging out with people who treat him like a normal person. So he, he believes that he's godlike, but <laughs> needs people around him that treat him just like a normal person from time to time to keep him in check. You think that anyone ever in this guy's life has said, you're so fucking cool. I can't imagine anyone's <laughs> ever said that to him. Well, I can tell you that he's obviously very self-conscious and he seems concerned about what people are saying about him or how he's being perceived. Because in this clip, he just says something that's pretty normal and immediately gets self-conscious about it and calls out one of the producers. Overall, the average WNBA players make around 79000 while the maximum salary caps at 117 The minimum player salary for players with three or more years of service is 56 k Damn, that's substantially lower. Well, I was Don't thinking, fucking laugh what if word, they did? Bro. What if they did? <laughs> did you hear that substantially yeah. lower, which is fine. He hears sure. someone giggle and he looks over. He's like, hey. Don't laugh at me. I just, I just oh, thought, like, oh, that's very telling. Oh, it's 100% telling. Also, what I hate about this guy on his own show is that he flat out lies. Play my number 12. Before I do that, though, him yeah. calling out the person for laughing and telling him not to laugh <laughs> reminded me. Do you remember when Seinfeld went on the Letterman show right after Kramer used the N-word a bunch of times? <laughs> yes. And then they brought in Kramer via satellite. And Seinfeld, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld scold the audience. I have that clap. This is this is the uh -huh. best. Stop laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> Stop laughing. That's so great. It's not funny. All right. I'm sorry, buddy. Where are we going on your board? Uh, number twelve is when he lies to everyone listening to this show. Um, God, I was gonna say something. Sick. It was so sick. What I was just gonna say, but I forgot. It was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> clip two. It's like, guys, I just had the most witty, amazing thought in my head. It's too bad it's gone now. Like, eh. I don't think there's a high likelihood that that's true. Not at all. I listened to you guys for almost an hour. There was nothing sick or interesting or entertaining the entire time. There's no way you had Correct. something worthwhile to say. Correct. From that uh, super clip you put together of all of the questions, I want to oh, sure. zoom in on one of them. Yeah. I want to chat with you about this. Yeah, <laughs> What's the highest math you've done in in, uh, in science? Algebra. <laughs> What's the highest math you've done in science? That's was, a normal question, question that normal people ask each other. <laughs> <laughs> I 
what's the what's the highest math in science? I don't know, biology? I don't know. <laughs> Well, that leads in. If I if I could just play a real quick uh, clip here, in the show description, the words "sacred geometry" are in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have put together the entirety of their conversation about sacred geometry. You could play my number sixteen. You know, first of all, you did not talk about sacred geometry. That it's sacred like, geometry fuck. stuff and then the, the, the quantum type stuff, it's like... It trips ugh. you out, though, for sure. It's just so much past my fucking knowledge, I can't even handle it, Jobin. Yeah, you're right. This is one of the titles of the show. Yeah. As if they're going to do a deep dive into sacred geometry. And I think Wait. it's... These guys are disciples of Joe Rogan, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And yeah. definitely. And Joe Rogan has, and I don't know if he created this or if the scene already existed, but when you're an MMA guy, for some reason you have to be a complete pothead. You have to be a stoner mm -hmm. and smoke weed yep. all the time. And you have to talk about like crazy things that you have no understanding of. Because Joe Rogan's a pretty learned guy and he can hold down <laughs> a conversation with astrophysicists and shit. But all the other guys who are beating the shit out of each other in the octagon cannot. No, and Shouldn't the thing try. is, if you're going to hold your own, you have to be interviewing an astrophysicist. You can't put these two shitheads in a room <laughs> together and have them discuss anything. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good point. I would agree with you there. For all the shit we're giving O'Malley, yeah. he really does do a great job of explaining like the artful technique of a jab in the ring. Play mm. my number 13. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that was the thing. It. That was the thing he did talking about jabs, not explaining how to do it. He made a bunch of noises. And followed it with, you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> you know Which what I mean? the answer is, no. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. Could you explain that better? Could you do that again, but better? <laughs> yeah. So you talked about the fact that near the end of the show, or the second half is when they take questions yeah. from their disciples. Yeah. So they take these questions and I thought like the people that asked the question, sometimes I thought they asked somewhat thoughtful questions in the expertise of these two idiots that they should be able to answer. Yeah. And they don't do play 17. Cause I was very excited to listen to this sugar guy's answer. And he basically decides not to help. Uh, how much weight do you lose during fight camp due to diet? And then uh, how much weight do you cut? during fight week and how do you do that exactly i'm actually going to do a i want to do a youtube video a whole a whole youtube video separate on that <laughs> great that's it it does not help him he's like i don't know down the line maybe we'll talk about that why would i waste my time here we're coming up on the 50 minute mark we're almost out right and by the way <laughs> these questions that are coming in i want to point out that there's one question i think most of their viewers want to know and someone had the balls to ask it what the who has the biggest penis out of Tim and Sugar? <laughs> I want measurements. Gotta give it to Timbo. I guarantee that fucker's got a <sighs> well, hog like, on him. I got a fucking beer can. Sugar's got a fucking ruler stick. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no beer can. I mean, it's not lost on me that this guy's wearing short shorts and spreading <laughs> his legs. He's like spread eagle on the, on the chair. Yep. I'm watching yep, for an hour. Much. And then the viewers of the show are interested in his cock size. You don't say. Shocking. <laughs> Nothing, there's anything wrong with that. It's fine. And, and the thing is, I'm not saying I'm that interested. They never answer the question. They end up talking about their dad's dicks. Like, 
It's ridiculous. Well, the one guy's brother has a pretty big hog. I yeah. did. I did learn that, but yes, yeah. yeah. From girls in high school, they told him. Uh, if we, since we're talking about these callers, yeah, they had a caller call in, and he had a better story and funnier lines than these two knuckleheads. Play number twenty. It's a little bit long, but give this guy a podcast instead of these two. Uh, it was last summer. I was at work, scheduled to get off at six thirty. I matched with this pretty young thing on Tinder. She wanted to come over and get some cock. I wanted to deliver the cock. Problem was, I had jiu-jitsu at 645, and I sure as hell wasn't gonna miss that. And I knew, if I don't bust my nut before this girl comes over, I'm gonna come quick as hell. So I did what any sane man would do, and I beat my dick while I was driving. (laughs) I jerked and drove. Jobins, I jerked and drove. (laughs) And I wanna know what you would've done. Missing jujitsu, not an option. Not getting puss, not an option. Coming quick, happened anyways. Not the point. <laughs> Let me know, boys. Peace. I enjoyed that. I thought that was entertaining. Their responses to it was terrible. The one guy says that he jerked off when he drove, and the other guy is yes anding him the whole time. He's like, I don't remember. I don't remember. Was, oh, yeah. No, that the, was it. The, that caller was the most entertaining part of the entire yes. show. And I thought it was interesting that Tim had a legitimate suggestion for him. And this was surprising to me. Drive your, drive your ass to CVS. Look for the purple Trojans. Climax controls. They'll numb you. Do They'll they? They'll numb your wiener. Do so they? So you can barely even feel it. It seems to me like you're an expert, Mark. <laughs> I don't know that that's something that you want to throw out there. So No. He also throws out the fact that he's like, well, sometimes when I jerk off and I'm with a girl a few hours later, I can't even get hard. I'm like, dude, don't put this out there online. Like, you're still a pretty young guy. Stop this. Oh, you're a premature ejaculator? Join the club. Come on over. I got a bunch of tips for (laughs) you. Oh, boy. Oh, this is great, too. So you would think that when they start talking about mixed martial arts, that they would be experts and have the inside knowledge. And this is why, if you're a UFC fan, this is why you would watch these guys or listen to their show. Oh, yeah, the fights last weekend, they were pretty fucking good. They were pretty fucking good. Did, you didn't get to see the, the fight where the Max Roshoff kid uh, no, I didn't. quit on the stool. Did you end up watching it? I didn't watch the fight, oh. but I watched everyone <laughs> talking about it and stuff. <laughs> did you see that one fight? I didn't, did you? No, I didn't either. But I saw someone talking about it. Okay. Okay, now you're talking about someone talking about it. Let me regurgitate what other people had to say (laughs) about this because I didn't see it myself. Your only job is to maybe watch the fight and have a take on it. And you can't be bothered with that. That's what you do. That's or at least that's what you should be doing. This oh my god. Too busy putting on purple condoms so he doesn't fucking come in three (laughs) seconds. I like I like this clip, uh number five. Um just play it, and then we can talk about it. Okay. My skin is loose. Well, yeah. I have loose skin. I don't know if that's in my jeans or what. Loose skin, yeah. Sounds like a disease. Yeah, it's definitely not. I I don't know if he was going for a laugh there, and then the one guy goes, it sounds like a disease, trying to make a joke, and he seems offended and has to immediately go, no, 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 it's not a disease. Yeah. Loose skin does not sound like a disease. No, but but again, this is just an example of the nonsense that they have to talk about to fill the time that they're, I guess, getting paid for. Like, do advertisers come and say, like, you have to do 
this much time and you I mean I know you have to play your ads so many times but you really have to put in a certain amount of time on a podcast that's a, a great question because I would much rather these guys just read the commercial and call it a yes. day yep uh-huh. It would have been a lot better. You know, you know what? Talk about your stretching if you need to, and that's it. Make it a <laughs> Talk about your badass stretching and get the fuck out. Yes. Do a nine-minute podcast. Do it. Uh, oh, so this is funny. So they're, they're taking these questions, and a guy calls in or sends in the video, and he says, would you guys ever take on other fighters to oh, come live with yeah. you and train with you? So it's like a, a desperate nerd. It's just yeah. like, can I come live with you guys in <laughs> yeah. your amazing world? And the way they deflect from this question is fantastic. Dude, this fucking is so sweet with these questions right here. Getting to see the faces of the Jobins. Huh? Oh, I love it. This is so, this is the most ultimate sickness thing we've had. Dude, uh, the ultimate sickness is when people say they take our advice from those little habits. Yeah. And it changes And it's the so small much. habits, too, that just equal bigger thing the guy goes hey can i come live with you guys and they're like this is so sick how we're like watching these videos these jobins get to talk to us isn't that amazing like well i don't think you're answering the question but well they they also talk to a guy a guy calls from uh ireland and he asks if if he's gonna franchise and open gyms out there yeah and the trainer's like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And Sugar's all excited. He's like, you know what, though? We should totally go to Ireland sometime. His trainer clams up, does not say a single word throughout the rest of answering this guy's question. Yeah. He doesn't want to go anywhere or do anything. No. The meal ticket is sitting across from him. Just yes. keep working out every day. Keep doing your badass stretches. Get the fucking octagon. Mm-hmm. Keep cashing those checks. Put your supplement list up on Patreon so people will pay us for this garbage. Speaking of that, uh, if you've ever like read that a professional athlete had been juicing and then the athlete says, well, they didn't know that they were taking it. I'm one of those <laughs> yes. idiots that used to think like, well, they're professional athletes. Like they should know what they're putting in their body. But this dumb dumb proves that athletes are fucking morons. Play my number 19. Um... I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. Actually, I do. I could name them all. Um, there's a creatine, magnesium powder, L-glutamine. Um, uh, I have a vitamin vitamin AM and vitamin PM. Um, the probiotic, <laughs> ascorbic acid, um, a basic B, super EPA, Mariva 500. I don't know exactly what they do, but these are what Dan Garner said. Hey, take these. These are going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, take these. Don't worry about it. They're going to be beneficial. So then I did not even a deep dive on this guy. And in 2018, he was suspended for six months for taking banned substances. And in 2019, he was suspended for nine months for taking it again. He's a fucking moron. Wait, he was suspended from the UFC for that? Yes. Then why are we asking him what he takes? <laughs> I don't think he should be the one spouting out what you should do in your routine. Of course he shouldn't. That's insane. I didn't realize we were listening to the Barry Bonds of the UFC yep. <laughs> telling us how to become the best at your sport. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Cheat. Cheat and win. Yes, I know. I get yeah, the program. True. Yeah, cheat and win, but you've been suspended for a total <laughs> of an entire year out of a career that lasts like five. Oh, that's fucking funny. I have a clip here that in my notes I just wrote, he says a number of ridiculous things in a row. Let's figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got that that drop boxing figured out because that was sweet putting a face to the Jobins. 
Oh, that's that was gonna be fucking money. titties, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just money and titties and it's just sweetness. It's nonsense. Ultimate play my sweetness. Number, play my number eleven because that's just I I hate the way he talks. I couldn't imagine having a conversation with these douche. So I was gonna clip this, and then I oh, saw yeah. the track names that you sent over, and I went, "Oh, Doug's got this covered." Uh, okay, got. It. The U of fucking Cezy Weezy, my grandma Weezy, you know. Why are you talking like that? Oh I understand God. you're high as fuck, but come on. I think Patrick Michael would have stopped himself and been like, oh, why did I do that? I should, I should not no. have said nope. that. No, he would not have. <laughs> wow. Uh, what else do I have on here? A lot of the stuff I think uh, you've already covered. The very beginning of the show, they talk about what they're drinking. I've been sleeping good, too. What'd you get there? Just a little green tea. A little green tea. It's yellow again. I don't know why. I just, why don't they call it yellow tea? I always like what the... You know, I remember <laughs> seeing... Why don't they call it <laughs> piss water or urinate? I don't know. Why don't they call it yellow tea? I don't think the marketing would work all that well. <laughs> I don't think it would be selling all that well if it was piss water. He's going to be fine. He's franchising like edibles or something. Don't worry about this guy. He's going to be okay. That's true. That'll be fine. This was also in your question clip, but I thought this was funny because this is the smart one. Tim, trying to ask, what's your largest expense? So what's your most expensive? What what do you think costs the most for you? Food? He could not figure out how to ask that question. <laughs> What's your largest thing that is uh, monetary value and then you exchange money in order to get it? What would that thing be? Food? Yeah, because he has to feed his dumb friend the answer, too. He sees yes. the vacant look in this dude's eyes and he's like, he doesn't get this at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I need to dump that question down for you a little bit? My apologies. Uh, I like how uh, Dummy O'Malley, he's talking about what he's been reading because his, his, uh, his trainer asked him about podcasts. He's like, oh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been reading a lot. So he's been reading. Uh, one of the books he mentions is The Art of the Deal. Yes. And he pulls out the most uninteresting bit of information that he got from this book. Play 14. And then Trump, The Art of the Deal. It, it actually gives me a couple good ideas thinking about he, how he's talking about just being in the being in the press. Like if it's bad or good, it's I'm in the press. People are talking about me. Like those kind of things. Isn't this stuff people learn when they're in like fourth grade? Like any publicity is good publicity. Like I can't believe this guy got to this point in his life. He's like, you know what? I never thought about this before, but this is a really good thing. People yeah. are talking about me positively or negatively. This is great. I also like that he says, I've been, I haven't listened to podcasts. I've just been reading a lot of books. Oh yeah. What books? And then he he pulls out his audible list. So he's not reading books. I mean, I know I'm being a little bit nitpicky here, but there is a difference between reading (laughs) books and having someone read it to you. This guy can't read. When you're five years old, you have someone read the book to you. Sure. Yeah. I I think I'm pretty much uh, done with my, Oh, here's one more thing that I want to play. So, They're talking about how they use Insta, and he says this about why he uses it. Yeah, the only reason – I'm like, the only reason I should get on Instagram is if I'm posting something funny or something that I think can help other people. 
So in other words, only things that can help other people, because I don't think this guy has anything funny to say. <laughs> there is no evidence that there's anything funny that's going to come out when this person is talking. Uh, I, I don't have much. I'll just just play one more because sure. I found this hilarious because this tells me that sugar, sugar, sugar. Anyway, I like it when you say sugar. <laughs> Okay, are you sure? Okay, all right. So sugar. By the way, I don't even know how this is possible, but Nice Doug is the whitest co-host we've ever had on this show. I love that about you. Wait a minute. I don't know. Uh, Andy might be giving me a run for my money here. Uh, Good point. Um, So this this tells me that he's never used a screwdriver or possibly taken a lid off of a jar. Play number six. I could also put someone out one shot with Mr. Righty Lucy over here. (laughs) oh man don't don't bring your table to be built by this guy it's not gonna happen (laughs) oh boy this show is terrible this this was just it was boring thank god it was a little less than an hour long i i couldn't imagine listening any longer yeah and uh i appreciate you uh are you a jobin now oh definitely you on the jobin train I, it's it's just bizarre because there has to be. This made me think that there has to be a show out there. I, I don't know if it needs to be by a UFC fighter or something that's actually giving helpful hints and tips for dropping weight and putting on muscle and stuff like that. There has to be, right? I have no idea. Okay, All right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody, maybe one of your uh, listeners could work on making a show like that. I think that there are more people doing shows about the UFC than there are people watching the UFC. It yeah. seems like every single, and I, I get it. It's got to be Joe Rogan. I, I think it started there. It's like, yep. that's almost where podcasting began, was talking about the UFC. So now everyone who's into podcasting also has, I mean, even Patrick Michael has a show about the UFC for some reason. Oh, uh, boy. Hey, I want to talk real quick about my good buddy. <laughs> Stuttering John has this new show format where him and another zero talk about Trump and have guests on who want to bash Trump. And that's all they do. And there's a reason why John likes this new format. It's because he doesn't have to do anything. It's called the Stuttering John Show. They had this guest on who spoke for over six minutes straight without coming up for air. And the video of this is amazing because Noel and John are just staring blankly. Like they have no idea what she's talking about. They don't know how to interject (laughs) or have a conversation about it. And this woman prattles on and on and on. I have the clip. I've sped it up to 2.5 times just to make it palatable for everybody. It's still long, but this is literally what's going on on the stuttering John show. Everybody. Broke a story that um, uh, Pam Gross, who was married to the owner of The Hill, uh, who we all knew was a Trump guy, um, and who his guy that he had for a long time was John Solomon. So Pam Gross worked as a producer, senior producer for Don Lemon's show. Then she left and she started doing this work for Melania Trump. And they didn't report it, they didn't tell anybody. And here she is married to the owner of The Hill. And um, the long story, yeah, but there was a time a couple years ago when The Hill asked me, they commissioned me to write a piece, we'll commission them, like, hey, uh, but they asked me if I write a piece about Hope Hicks when she was leaving the White House. And um, 
I said, sure. And it was based on my tweets and other stuff that I've written. And so I wrote it and it went through the editing process. They liked it. They published it. And then a few hours later, it was yanked down and nobody would tell me what happened. And obviously what happened was Trump, somebody in the Trump White House saw it and Ficklesing, you know, and his wife just get rid of it and it was yanked. And I never got an explanation. Um, I mean, you know, again, I didn't write this and pitch it to them. They asked me to write it and I did. And they it went through editing. They liked it. You know, the editor saw it and it was published and then it got yanked. And again, that's the kind of power that Trump and his friends in the media have. They do things. You know, I have a journalism degree, and I've also worked in media and politics for many decades. So to me, that's shocking. And it's, it's something that happens over and over and over uh, now in the era of Trump. Um, you'll find out that a Trump ally who you tangled with doesn't like you, so they'll make sure uh, that the editor gets you banned. And not even for right-wing uh, publications. This will be from places where they, you know, there'll be somebody who is uh, maybe good for a quote or so-called insider information, so they get protected. And these are Trump thugs that are being protected by some pretty mainstream media types. Now, with regard to Pam Gross, she was also the Christina producer for Don Lennon. And when I was banned from CNN, it was I brought up that Trump super PAC. The, the subject matter was is Trump's how's he funding his campaign. And it had a few months earlier that that story came out in the Washington Post about the Trump super PAC. I told you before it was not the source, but I, you know, I confirmed it when I saw Lewandowski lying to the Post reporter. So this came up on the show and during the, and one of the people on his guest was Kaylee McEnany and she and the other guests were remote and I was uh, in studio with Don and during the break he said wow that's great you really know your stuff do you want to go back to that we can have a break and I said what's up to you I'll probably just repeat what I said in, in different ways but you know um and then that night Trump tweeted me about me defamed me and um I was done at CNN and I later much later got confirmation that in fact the head office had sent out to all the producers don't go share your shows anymore um she has conflict because she had begged Trump for it because of his tweets well I could prove those that he lied I had confirmation I had that communication from his people asking me to come in and you know, me saying after a while my counter really the second one said yeah thanks but no thanks I didn't really appreciate the hazing it was all right there and they wouldn't talk to me and it took some time before I started going to together oh yeah Zucker Greenlee the apprentice he's friends with Trump this was done as a favor to Trump so the political piece today um is confirmation of that further confirmation that after that I was on that show brought up the super PAC Trump wasn't self-funding um he lied got caught by the, by the Washington Post and really shut down the super PAC um but he had one he, you know, he said he didn't and was slamming his primary opponents for having them in fact he attended two of the fundraisers for them including one at Jerry Kushner's house and she seated the super PAC with dollars so you know this is not but they didn't want to talk about because uh print comes before broadcast always you know people are reading the Washington Post out the movies the people that were voting for Trump but they're watching television so you should, we amplify print keys on television that's a problem so they needed to sweep this under the rug uh, so that's so the story that came out political today about Ambrose being married to all Trump people and she was working for uh, Melania and um you know then we ever disclosed this stuff I mean our media is pretty sleazy that just underscored what I already knew what happened to me uh Trump had the ability to just pick up the phone and have something that I wrote pulled he has the ability to pick up the phone and say ban her he did that at Fox he can get this done he now has um he has you know staff or people his team associates former associates that um if they don't like you or if you know a little bit too much and you're a little bit too good at going after them and they see you publish somewhere they'll pick up the phone and go no and we will cut off your reporter's access and that's all it takes and this has happened uh, to me it's happened to friends of mine um so it's 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 kind of a nasty game uh, but I, I knew this would happen a little bit here and for years there might be a little attitude some of my have these complete blacklisting and bans uh, under in the era of trump um where media are so under some and that's what i find so disturbing um that they can just that, that he has that much power so when you say is our democracy going away part of our democracy i think supported by free and independent press and fair press um i think that's gone there's so much evidence now that's gone so we're just now accepting it or paying attention to it. this has been going on for a few years under trump um some of us have been sounding the alarms um but then we just get slammed people say well you know can, can I, along with what you're saying, you were talking about Roger Stone. So finally, Noel gets a question in. Oh. But that woman, and I apologize for that. I know that was very long. That woman does give them ample opportunities to interject. And she's reading the room and going, oh, no one's going to. Okay, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. And I don't know if you could hear it or not. But what was she, she was complaining about was that she's no longer allowed to appear on CNN. And she right. thinks it's because Trump told someone not to have her on. I think it's because she's a terrible guest. That would be my does guess. She, does she know what show she's on? Like, there's oh. no way she knows what show she was showing up on, right? And at right. one point, is she making herself laugh? Like, at one point in that, yes. it sounded like she was acking herself up. I couldn't understand a bit of that, though. Well, yeah, I, that's couldn't, really I couldn't play difficult. it in real time, obviously. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, thank, thankfully you didn't. I, I tried to listen to this. I couldn't. You you give an like an insane amount of homework for this show. Like I tried I to listen. I know. Amy Pescatelli's making the rounds though. She was on both Opie and Stuttering John. This is her on Stuttering John, and John admits that he's not paying his child support, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so this is him explaining. He just had his, what would have been his 23rd wedding anniversary on June 28th. It's so funny. He's like, yeah, it would have been my 23rd. She's like, oh, congratulations. Like, it's not. It's <laughs> not his amazing. wedding anniversary anyway. So this is him explaining how he got served papers on his anniversary. 
Suzanne or claims it wasn't her doing, but when I, the last time I did that and I said, June 28th, sunny day, you know, happy anniversary. Two hours later, I got served for, uh, <laughs> for a weird <laughs> And then I'm like, Susanna, really? On, my on our anniversary? So what that means is he wasn't making payments. He right. was in arrears. And which... what, a, what a stupid, sad, <laughs> lonely, desperate man. Like, what a weird thing to do, too. <laughs> I know. I couldn't even imagine that. But I'm glad you oh. brought up, and I apologize for all the homework I gave you, but I'm glad that you no, no, brought up okay. Tammy Pescatelli making yeah. the rounds because she's been doing like a weekly show, I feel like, with Stuttering John for some reason. I don't know why she's doing that. And then, yes, oh. she was a guest on Opie, and I listened to all 55 minutes of it. Let's get into it. Opie Radio. Did you listen to the show, Doug? Uh, I tried. I tried. <laughs> listen, here's here's what I will say. Okay, here's what I'll say. Yeah. I I tried to listen to both Tammy Pescatelli episodes, and at least the one where she was on with Opie was somewhat listenable because I tried to listen to her with Stuttering John, mm -hmm. and for the first five minutes, it was just her making jokes and him going, "What? What? <laughs> I don't. What? I can't hear you. What? Yeah. Uh, it, it was terrible. So at least this one, I guess the quality was better. The recording quality, the audio, I guess. So Opie, I listened a little bit. So I, I agree with you. I think Opie is a good podcaster compared to Stuttering John. I think oh, well, that that yeah, is a true but... statement, which is really sad. I have to start <laughs> off. to brag about. No, certainly not. I have to start off with this. And I teased this to my buddy, Vinny, who works over at the comedy club here, the comedy at the Carlson. Yeah. And... Comedy the Carlson's been busting their ass during the whole pandemic shutdown. They're figuring out ways to continue to have shows. So one of the things they did, and they had a few of these types of shows, is drive-in movie style, where there's a comedian outside on stage. They have screen set up so you can see them, and you park in the parking lot, and it comes in through the FM dial, and you can listen. In fact, producer Chris is here with me right now. Uh, he and I went to a show. It wasn't Tammy Pascatelli, but it was actually a funny comedian. And we went and saw that <laughs> in, in this setup, which is, you know, they're trying to find a way to keep comedy going. I know there's other clubs that have done that. So this is the setup. Tammy explaining that she just had a gig up in Rochester. They did an outdoor show. They had it really set up nice. They bogarted a radio station, eighty, like an 89.1 at the top of the dial, and um, three different screens, and people would sit in their cars, and they could honk, or they could have their windows down and laugh, flash their lights. All right. So Tammy was just in our town doing the show and then decides to bash the shit out of the comedy club. And this is the part that I'm excited <laughs> to play for my buddy, Benny. The only thing that was bad is there was an open roadway in between the stage and the parking lot. So that was a little bit weird. You'd like get to a punchline and a bus would drive by. Right. But um, it, it was completely humiliating. If what I had enough nightmare. money, I would have never done it. Yeah. But I don't have the money and they also need to stay open. It was completely humiliating. <laughs> For her to play the show at the comedy <laughs> club. And then Opie decides to bring this up again at the end of the show. And again, just bash comedy at the Carlson. 
I, I, I keep going back to you and Rochester performing in front of cars. Oh, my God. I just want to hug you. Listen. I just want to hug if you. If I didn't, yeah, if I didn't hang myself that night, I don't think I ever will. And how about this? I didn't even sell out the parking lot. <laughs> I didn't even make a bonus because I didn't sell out the parking lot. It's because you were promoting the show on the Stuttering John podcast, you fucking moron. Why would you say that? Why would you (laughs) advertise the fact that you can't sell out a parking lot? Well, that part was funny. But I just love that she explained if she was ever going to kill herself. It was after the show that she did at Comedy at the Carlson. And I, like I said, I have a little bit of insider knowledge. Vinny runs these shows. So much work goes into these shows. They have to build the stage. They have to tear it all down and build it again the next day and then tear it down, build it again the next day. The promotion that goes into this, parking people, they got food vendors. It's this whole fucking elaborate thing that they're doing. And Dave Pescatelli is like, yeah, I did that. I want to kill myself. Okay. (laughs) Way to to burn your bridges there, Tammy. In her her defense, she was on Opie Radio. She didn't think anyone would ever hear this. Well, no, no, no. (laughs) If it wasn't for you, nobody ever would. Correct. Correct. So... Uh, Tammy at the beginning of the show is going to say something and then stops herself and makes a brilliant decision. I have to give her a lot of credit for slowing down. I mean, we call it Black Lives Matter now, which is important, but there's still the NAACP and you certainly wouldn't use those words. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't use... What do you, what do you think she thinks the N stands for? In oh, the I, NAACP? I know exactly what she thinks it stands for. <laughs> you certainly for. wouldn't say nah, those words. <laughs> Good job, Tammy. That was pretty smart. She still knows nobody was going to hear it, but was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to play it safe here. So Tammy's talking about the way that she first was introduced to Opie. She was on Last Comic Standing on NBC. And on Opie and Anthony, so this is going back a decade or more, on Opie and Anthony, they were playing clips of her stand-up and goofing on her from Last Comic Standing. She happened to be listening live while it was happening and then called into the show to defend herself. Uh This is her talking about that incident. And what I want you to zoom in on is Opie is giggling along with this story the entire time. He's having a grand old time. Then she brings up Chip Chipperson. And Opie is triggered immediately. <laughs> Listen to how Opie reacts to this. Everybody was picking on me for doing all those Italian jokes. Right. And I called in and I was like, guys, it doesn't even hurt my feelings. Because you know what you're not saying? I'm doing chip jokes. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> I guess you didn't get the memo. You don't want to bring up uh, Jim Norton on the Opie radio show. <laughs> Fuck chip. Yeah. Obi was, was pretending he was having a good time there for a couple seconds. He does pretend, doesn't he? Yep. Oh my he gosh. Does. If I ever had Tammy Pascatelli on this show, and God willing, I never will, the last thing I'd be doing is giggling through one of her fucking rambling conversations. <laughs> well, yeah, Tammy. <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying you should get her car, but it seems like you could get her. I mean, that doesn't seem difficult. I mean. She does stuttering John show on purpose. Right. Yes. Unless she's been tricked into it. <laughs> That's always a possibility, I guess. Opie decides to start singing on this show and then has an amazing joke right after that. Do you know the song Into the Night by Benny Mardonis? 
Uh, I might do a little bit. Tell me a little bit. (laughs) She's just 16 years old. Oh, yeah, that's leave her alone, they say. Right. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful song, too, right? But, like, it's, boy, hey, creepo. I think that's Crystal A's uh, favorite song. (laughs) Brilliant, Opie. Very witty, very topical. Yeah. Well done. No, very. I, I like how he continued singing. I mean, she got it. She yeah. Got, he he had about three words out of his mouth. She got it. But going on, I don't know if he thought it was funny. I don't know if he thinks that he's a good singer. Both of those are incorrect, though. Yes, he's neither funny nor a good singer. And you're right. You picked up on that correctly. When somebody, when someone starts singing a song, do you know this song? They start singing it, and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I know that. No, no, I know it. I know it. It means shut the fuck up. They don't want to hear you sing anymore. Shut your fucking mouth. You're embarrassing yourself. Everyone around you. Speaking of embarrassing, yeah, Opie is doing this show on his phone, and you know how this works in these modern times. When you're on a phone call with someone, and someone else calls, you get a notification that there's another call coming in. In this clip, you can hear the other call coming in and then Opie dropping the ball. Oh, they're fucking... Yeah, I never saw anything like it. They look like they had, like, squiggles and hazard signs. I mean, it was like a... It looked like a Saved by the Bell episode segue. <laughs> like, they were just horrible. That's amazing. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> You heard that call coming in. I thought, I thought I uh, hung up on the uh, telemarketer, but I just hung up on Dave. Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to this? Opie has talked a lot about how he enjoys editing, yep. and he's big into editing. <laughs> that would have been a perfect opportunity to maybe do a little bit of editing, maybe edit that part where you hang up on your guest and then are embarrassed. I mean, but you've been pointing this out for years, for the whole time you've been doing this show, and uh, who's buying it? Like, who's buying it now? If you're listening to his show or if you're listening to your show, you're not buying anything that he has to say. I am a broken, hilarious record, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is your favorite part of any Opie show. This is another episode that I listen to that doesn't feature Tammy Pascatelli. And by the way, when Opie does these shows where he's just interacting with people <laughs> in the live chat... It's insane. And of course, it always has to start with us. Good morning, everybody. What's up, Steve and Rachel and Kerry? What's up, Phil? How are you? Oh, what's up, Phil? It's that Phil. Uh, Patricia, what's going on? And Tim McConnell. Hey, Tim. Brian and Jeff and Lloyd and Dave and a Ben Perry. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Who would want to listen to that? What is he? Why does he feel the need to do that? I don't know. Does he assume that if he if he mentions it by name, they're not going to drop out two minutes into this? Who cares? It doesn't, they, it doesn't sound like a brag that people are listening because you mentioned like eight people. It's, it's the equivalent of putting the sticker on the child's ditto. Like, good job. You completed <laughs> the assignment. Here's your sticker. Right. Yay! I got, Mom, guess what? Opie said hi to me today. Mom! Mom! So Meat he's loaf. got all these shithead stickers. That's crazy. <laughs> the uh, dumbest reason to do this, Opie. So uh. on this episode, Opie gets super political, which is, you know, it's my favorite thing when Opie gets political. 
Is he getting super political or is he just right down the middle super political? Oh, <laughs> he can't explain enough that he is right down the middle. Yeah. That's why that's why people are confused by me. They think I'm a libtard because I make fun of Trump, but then they ignore when I make fun of Biden. Ah, God, it's exhausting. Yeah, Opie, no one thinks you're a libtard. We just think you're a tard. Right? Oh, he's the, he's the last sane man. Oh, Opie, what a... What a martyr for, I don't know, like, I, I just don't understand why he thinks that way. I don't know either, because he literally explains this every podcast. Like, guys, every you all think that I, I just podcast. love Biden, but, I, I, you know, I, I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump. Like, we know. Yeah. We know. And In it, fact, he explains that if Biden became the president, he'd be telling jokes about Biden. Oh, you'll see me uh, go all in making fun of Biden. No problem. And that's what confuses everybody. I'm not a lefty. I explained that on the last podcast episode. Go back and listen. You explain that on every podcast episode. Yeah. So this is my question to you, Doug, is what would be an example of a Biden joke that Opie would come up with if Biden was elected as the president? I, I don't know. You know, it would have to have something to do with possible dementia, I guess. Oh, how about this? Joe Biden is so forgetful, he calls mm -hmm. his cabinet the Oversight Committee. Oh, that's, actually that's a good one. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good LP right, joke. I <laughs> wouldn't have come up with that. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. Um, oh, this is great, too, because Opie's explaining how he gets underneath people's skin, and he likes to troll people on Twitter. Sometimes I'll tweet something that I don't even believe in, and I'll just walk away from Twitter. <laughs> and then I'll go back six hours later to see the mess I started. <laughs> so I've decided, like, all right, what's going on on his Twitter? What kind of activity is he getting? Yeah. He gets an average of eight likes and one retweet per Twitter post that he puts out. Okay. This is a guy who's explaining that, oh, man, I like to just blow up Twitter. By the way, he has 220,000 followers, and he's getting eight likes. Oh, Jesus. It's crazy. If I were him, I wouldn't even bring up Twitter. I'd be embarrassed no. by it. <laughs> I would just pretend I'm not on know, Twitter. You and I, I mean, we talked about this on Patreon. Everybody should subscribe to your Patreon. I, I don't you. mean to bring it up again, but he, he's a guy who just exists online. He doesn't talk to real people. Correct. You know, you know, it's almost like he thinks that everybody is so hardcore right or so hardcore left because those are the only bots that he interacts with online. Oh, but he has these platitudes too. So. Oh. He thinks because he's Opie from Opie and Anthony that when he says things, it must be important and better than what other people are saying. And this is where he just does not understand what a fucking idiot he is. We're eating ourselves alive in this country. Other countries are laughing at us as we fight over our politics day after day, splitting this country in half. It's the stupidest thing we could do as a country. We got to focus on the things that bring us together. Not the stuff that separates us. God, is that the most logical thing? You take forever to say nothing. I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing, Doug, you probably zoned out. What did he just say? He says nothing. <laughs> just, just what Homer Simpson just said. He really thinks that he's the only one who's figured out, guys, stop it with the right and the left. Let's all come together. We're all Americans. Why aren't we working together? 
why is everything so political? He thinks he's the only guy who's come up with this he's, thought. Yes, he thinks he's the only person to think that way or to say these dumb platitudes, as you said. Like, this is just nonsense. It's just nothing. That idiots who don't know anything say. Well, there's a reason why he says such dumb things. You're, you're looking or hearing a guy that does not like Howard Stern at all, but I also have what's called logic in my stupid brain. <laughs> I got logic in my stupid brain. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Opie is talking about the Stevie Ray Vaughn statue that was taken down. And I guess this happened in Austin, Texas. Listen to how distracted he gets. He can't even have a coherent thought because he's responding to people in the chat and he's confused. Uh, this is a very typical portion of OP radio in, in 2020. What could have been the problem with the Stevie Ray Vaughn uh, statue? That's in uh, Lady Bird Lake, right? On the other side of Lady Bird Lake. I, I rented a bike and I uh, checked out the Stevie Ray Vaughn statue when I was in Austin, Texas, which is a great, great city. Love Austin. I would live there in a second. Stevie Ray Vaughn does have three names, Tom. You are right. I guess he was a racist in some way. To me, that clip is just... Babble, babble, babble. Oh, right. I mean, he rented a bike. That was the most exciting thing about what he just said there. There was so much going on. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that statue that got taken down? It's not about C.B. Ray Vaughn. It's not about statues being taken down. He's like, oh, that's in Austin. I have rented a bike in Austin. Austin's a cool <laughs> place. I would maybe live in Austin. They're like, whatever. What are you C.B. talking Ray about? has three names. You're right. <laughs> You're right, random shithead that's commenting on this. Uh, he talks about Joe Rogan. And the title of this show is this. <laughs> Joe Rogan is hypocritical. And... If you probably know about this, this is the clip that was going around on the internet. When he had Bill Burr on, he was kind of calling Bill Burr out for wearing a mask. Because Joe Rogan's like, what are you, a yeah. fucking pussy? You got to fucking wear a mask. And, and Bill right. Burr gave him shit right back. You're familiar with this, right, Doug? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So Opie's figured out that Joe Rogan is very hypocritical. He's doing that to Bill Burr. And, uh, and, he, and and making fun of, in general, the people that wear masks out there. Do you know that every single person that goes on Joe Rogan gets tested for the coronavirus? So it's easy to sit in his seat and make fun of people that wear masks to protect themselves from the coronavirus when you know damn well before that person sat down across from you, you know he doesn't have the coronavirus. And I, I think that's fucking uh, hypocritical, don't you think? And most people don't know that. And, and it, it took just researching it online, I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes, and I found that. All right, so here's my problem with this clip. Opie says, most people don't know that the guests on Joe Rogan who go into his studio and record get a test for coronavirus. Joe Rogan talks about it on every episode. This is not a secret. Joe Rogan explains that he has testing kits and he tests everybody. That he hasn't has, He's even explained, I've never had one person test positive. All these people I've had come in here, no one's tested positive. He talks about it all the fucking time. And Opie thinks he's discovered this hypocritical uh, incident that's happened that only he's aware of. 
So do you think his 10 minutes of research was listening to 10 minutes of a Joe Rogan show where he said that? I know. What what did he Google to find that? Things that Joe Rogan talks about openly on his show? Was that his search query? <laughs> so one of the things that I, I'm very surprised about, because I know that Opie is aware of how he's made fun of on the internet. He's alluded yeah. to it quite a bit. Oh, sure. And one of the things, there's a, there's a picture of Opie where he's kind of like slunched in his chair and he's wearing a tight shirt. And you can see that he's got like, <laughs> he's got like tits. <laughs> he looks so bad. And because of this, his nickname is often tits. When you talk about it on the internet. In fact, uh, Anthony Cumia has some issues with his complexion. So they used to call him tits and zits. Was uh-huh. the Opie and Anthony nicknames. All right. So Opie is doing a live read and I can't believe he says this. I got bitch tits. Oh, boy, did I get bitch tits. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I sure do. Well, he is the same guy who thinks that boners are going to solve all the world's problems. So, Oh, that's a perfect segue. He's doing a blue chew spot and exclaims this at the end. And if you want this podcast to continue being free, support the sponsors. If you want this podcast to be free, support the sponsors. What's the alternative? That the podcast doesn't exist or that you go behind a paywall? Because I would love to see what would happen if Opie went behind a paywall. Go ahead and and hop on Patreon. Let's see what happens there. It's crazy because I would gladly pay for Seamus behind a paywall. There's no way I am paying for Opie. Nobody would pay for Opie. He does zero prep and talks to zeros like Tammy Pascatelli. Right. Oh, so right after he says, you know, to, to keep us free, you got to support the sponsors. He says something that is the creepiest thing he could say. Support the sponsors. Get a boner now. Are you a boner guy? <laughs> what is with opiate boners? I just don't want to talk about boners with him anymore. <laughs> Can we please stop talking about boners, Opie? I don't know. That's kind it's of the much. best thing he does on his show. It's like, too much I boner talk. Love that. <laughs> Oh fuck! Hey, I someone just brought this to my attention. Yeah, right before we sat down and did the show, Chrissy Mayer was on the kill stream with Ethan Ralph. And by the way, I should get on the kill stream. Someone tell Ethan Ralph to book me on the. Maybe I'll tell him. Uh, she was I don't know on what the hell that means. <laughs> like I don't know any of those words you say. Ethan Ralph, the host of the Ralph Retort, and he has a, a show called the Kill Stream, and right. he had Chrissy Mayer on there, and they were taking calls. And someone called in and asked about our feud. Well, I, I was going to ask her, uh, what, what's up with uh, Carl from uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Like, yo, have like a fallen out or something? Um, yeah, I think that's a podcast that I did once. I don't know. Um, yeah, somebody actually, I yeah. know yeah. some people that know him and they tagged me in this today. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. What are you guys talking about? Um, so yeah. I, I don't I even know. know. Yeah, it's It's nothing. Yeah. So Chrissy says, there's nothing going on there. I, I don't even know about that. I, I, I think I did his show once or something. I don't know. It's, it's nothing. Um, all right. To anyone who's listening to the show who doesn't know who Chrissy Mayer is, go ahead and look through the episode titles of WATP. We've done two episodes devoted to Chrissy yeah. Mayer. One of them was about her shitty stand-up, and the other one was about her really, really shitty podcast. Chrissy Mayer doesn't want people looking at this stuff. Oh, yeah, I think I did the show once. I don't know. It's fine. There's nothing going on there. Oh, no, there is. There is something going on there. We have called Chrissy Mayer out 
And I think we've been pretty honest about what her abilities are as a comic and a sure. podcast host. I don't know. I may have called in from a child's T-ball game once. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Possibly. Who knows? I mean, that's, that's the funny thing about Chrissy Mayer. If you understand the story arc of it, it was originally she reached out to me to be on the show and then canceled and lied. And then we got her on the show. And then she called in from a T-ball game. And it sounded like <laughs> shit and derailed the whole fucking episode. And then, you know, the, the list goes on, I guess. <laughs> We've covered all the bases. No pun intended. Oh, come on. All right. Oh, I get the other thing I got to talk about yeah. is this Tom Myers fucking character. So we did Politipod last week and Tom that Myers was, is the head writer. Oh, go ahead, buddy. That was wild. Isn't it? Just listening to you guys talk about that show. I can't believe because he sounded or, or appeared to be genuine with having you review his show. I think yes. he thought that you were actually legitimately going to like it. Oh, yeah. A lot of podcasters make that mistake. Listen, I knew what I was in for when I asked you to <laughs> review my show. I, I don't think this guy understood what was going on. I do not get into Twitter battles with people. Yeah. It's, it's not something I do. I make fun of people on my show. It's the show's content. And then I move on with my life. But Tom Myers is an exception because this fucking asshat, the way he was spouting off on Twitter, I just had to address it. So he was going back and forth with this guy, Prof War Seattle. And he says, Carl strikes me as the kind of person who might be more chill if he was able to acquire a talent or if he listened to a podcast on how to find a job or how to get a woman. Good one. So Prof War comes back and makes fun of him. And then Tom comes back with this. Did he bring up that I toured nearly 30 states plus D.C. and Canada and performed the troops at Walter Reed spanning 15 years? Does he mention that I've helped run and manage a successful restaurant for the last eight years? Has he known success other than sitting in a basement? No. So he's making a lot of assumptions about me. I don't think he knows me very well. But now I know that he works at a restaurant. <laughs> why Why would you mention that he ran a restaurant when you're reviewing his podcast? I don't know why he's proud of that. It's very weird. That is so ridiculous. Uh, so the response to that is, Tom, oh, Tommy, Tommy, Tom, Tom, boy. You just don't know when to stop, do you? Stop. That's from Prof War. And Tom writes back, the host lied about me asking to review his podcast. I didn't. He didn't bother to check. That uh, the So You Want a Riot sketch was written by an African-American female writer, then went on to make a tone-deaf racist statement in the same segment, then made another racist comment near the conclusion of the segment where he discussed the podcast. He even admitted to taking down an episode because he did it wearing blackface. The fact that you're defending him what? makes me think you're as big a turd as he is. So this is where I had to get involved because I'm like, wait, wait yeah. are you that fucking stupid? I wrote... The blackface comment was a joke, you dipshit. And then he wrote back, the thing about jokes is people are supposed to be able to tell if they're jokes. That's oh. why your jokes are just as shitty and pathetic as your podcast. Now, if anyone remembers when Crozier was out here and he goes, remember that show, the Koch brothers, we had to take it down because we were in blackface. We all laughed after that. It was very <laughs> obviously a joke. Plus, you could look up to see if the Koch brothers are still available. It is. We haven't taken it down. 
Plus, this is an audio show. <laughs> so it's preposterous. And it was very well, funny. It was a good well, gag. What's great, what's great about that is the whole thing that you guys kept coming back to about Politipod is you didn't understand when it was a joke and when it wasn't on that stupid show. <laughs> right. So he told me that he never reached out to us. And he's telling people on Twitter. And I wasn't even going to get into this. But then other people started tweeting at me like, yeah, prove that he wanted you to review his podcast. I'm like, fine. I fucking dug it up. It's from October of 2019. And he sent me a link to his podcast. And he said, if you refuse to give this podcast a listen, then I'm sorry. You don't have any balls. So I said, uh, okay, sure. Sounds good. And then six or seven months later, I reviewed his podcast. And he said, I never told you to review my podcast. And so I posted that and I said, liar, liar, pads on fire, as I like to do. And then he says, you know, if you were smart, you would have cropped out the part that specifically says I didn't need your review. That means you're not only a liar and a racist, but also illiterate and fucking stupid. And what he's referring to is in the screen crab that I sent, I wrote best of luck. And he goes, again, we don't need it. Save the luck for you. So now he's pretending that when he said we don't need it, that he didn't need a review, but you don't send a link to your podcast to a podcast review host. If you don't want the host to review your podcast. So I wrote, you said you didn't need luck. You fucking dolt. You told a guy who reviews podcasts. that if he didn't listen to your podcast, he has no balls. And just who are you calling illiterate? This guy sounds like a complete asshole. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. I can't believe that. Uh, And then the last thing he wrote is you made a comment. I looked you up, saw that both Politipods and my feed had more followers than you. Thought you could use attention from someone who knows talent. My mistake. Now go back to your bunker and make jokes involving the N-word on Reddit with your fellow racists. Whoa. He's got me fucking nailed. He's got me pegged. What a fucking idiot. So the reason why I'm reading these things to you, Doug, is just to let you know that we have a new reoccurring character here on WATP. (laughs) Because Tom Myers is hilarious in all the ways that he doesn't realize love it yeah i love it i know i'm excited i'm excited to I do a too. bit of research before next time i come on maybe i don't have to listen to opie or something maybe yeah listen to politipod, listen politipod seriously research. i could i could review that show every fucking week on here there is so much to go around there there isn't a gag on there that could be considered funny right and they try so hard. They're trying so fucking I hard. Even, when, when you said that he had writers, I could not believe that. There were 10 writers listed in the credits. That's 10 crazy. fucking writers to put out a 20 minute podcast that had zero jokes. It's shocking. My favorite thing was that Croge gave up. I, I've never heard Crows <laughs> just give up and not even want to play clips that he brought. There were like 10 clips still on the board. He's like, no, no, I'm done. I'm not, it's fine. I'm moving on. He's like so upset about it. Oh man. So Tom Myers looking forward to, and I know this is come town's bit, but I'm stealing it. I don't care. I'm stealing right, yeah, bit. All right. You listen to Patrick Michael. I listen to Patrick I Michael. Let's get into it. I think I'm only subscribed to his nine minute podcast Patreon. I'm not subscribed. Oh, you didn't to get the pod culture stuff. Oh, no, so you actually gave I, him money and you're not getting anything. Well, 
I didn't, I didn't even realize what was going on until I heard the last episode you did and you know where he talks about putting all this stuff behind a paywall and I was like wait I haven't gotten new episodes in a while oh that's fucking funny wow I think you should demand your money back it's too confusing like you said he's got five different Patreons I'm so confused yeah he put out an episode where it's just giving shout outs to all of his new patrons but before we get into that I want to know what you listened to and what you pulled clips from well, I, I listened to his uh, top excuses to avoid work, the okay. list that he just read from online, and I listened to the episode where he and Carly reviewed the 90s show, Erie, Indiana. I always love when Carly's on the show. She's so dynamic. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save that one. Let's do top excuses to avoid work. And, and I found this really interesting because, play number one, because Patrick Michael wants you to know that this show is very different than any. You know what? Unlike many times before, uh, today we have something prepared. <laughs> That's always <laughs> I a good start. That. I, I was so excited. And by prepared, what he means is he found a top 10 list that someone else made online and he just reads it. I mean... Honestly, that's being way more prepared than it usually is when he starts on the shows going, you know, I just I just wanted to talk into a microphone. So I hit the red button. It's a shiny red button. And now here I am talking into a microphone. Well, I found this all pretty interesting because to me, based on what he was ranting uh, about on his other podcast regarding you, it sounds to me like he's using someone else's intellectual property here. And also... On his latest episode, maybe not the latest episode of Dead Town, he just went online and found a ghost story that somebody wrote and just read it. <laughs> That's you know what's funny is like these true crime shows are starting to get in trouble now. I don't yeah. know if you've seen this, but mm-hmm. they're taking episodes down because they're literally just reading other journal like I... actual journalists' work. And putting yes. it out and then selling advertising around it and getting patrons. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, I it's fucking funny. It. Like this, this literally, like people want to sue me because I play like a, a clip and goof on people. It's like, I'm not the one who's stealing other people's shit. I'm coming with my own jokes, you fucking morons. You guys are yeah. just reading wiki pages. That's, oh my God. That's like theft, I think. I don't know. I, know. I don't care. I honestly don't care. He finds this list of 16 great excuses not to go back to work. And here's <laughs> why he's go- here's why he's doing it. Play my number two. I love that someone who's unemployed is yes. doing this. It's That's so embarrassing. I feel like uh, we're all on our way back to work. When you're uh, unemployed. <laughs> you ruined my joke. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's It's so silly. That he wants to pretend he's like one of the people. Yeah. It's like, we can't relate to your lifestyle at all. You sit at home no. all day. You never leave your house. And you supposedly are up between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. podcasting. Yeah. And he tells so many stories in this episode about work-related things that he's had to deal with. And I could not believe it. Like, I, I don't know how long he's been doing this quote-unquote stay-at-home dad thing, but I I know he's been doing it for a long time. But what he has to do in this, this is a nine-minute podcast. He's got a top 16 list. It takes him about 20 seconds to read through each one, 10 to 20. And then he has to comment on the joke to pad time. But he focuses on usually the wrong part of the joke. Play my number four for a great example. 
Number 12. The dog ate my car keys and we have to hitchhike to the vet. <laughs> Imagine your dog eating the keys. Oh boy. <laughs> I just think that's the amusing part. Imagine being a dog and eating keys. That's not the joke, you that's not idiot. The joke. It was the vet. <laughs> hitchhiking to the vet, you fucking idiot. Oh boy. So he's got that way... music going too. He loves oh. whenever he's doing comedy. That's the music that he likes to play in the background. And it sounds like something you would play if you were goofing on someone. Does he not realize that? A hundred percent. No, he doesn't realize that. Listen to this joke, which later we can, I mean, after this, we can talk about how fucked up the joke is because it's wrong. But listen to how he doesn't, clearly doesn't understand this. And then the great thing about the joke is people probably won't understand this. Play number five. Um, Number nine. I accidentally converted my calendar from Julian to Gregorian and lost today. I like that one. I like it a lot, and I feel like depending on who you're talking to and the level uh, at which they hold at the job, you could probably get away with it out of sheer confusion. They're like, okay, yeah, see you tomorrow then, I guess. The level at which they hold at the job. Those words don't even make sense. That actually reminds me of Tom Meyer's joke where he's not five minutes late to work. He's 23 hours and 55 minutes early for tomorrow. It's at the same level as that. Yeah. I love it when he tells his own jokes, but he can't even deliver someone else's jokes properly. I love his commentary about these. All right, let's keep going. Listen to this one. Play number six. Listen to this commentary. Number seven. I'm stuck in the blood pressure machine down at the food giant. Definitely a reason not to be able to come into work. And you're making this call from a cell phone, I'd imagine, right? You'd have to be. What does calling from the cell phone have to do with anything? And what is he talking about as opposed to what, a pay phone? Or a home phone that nobody owns anymore? Like, yeah, you don't have to have commentary around everything. Plus, that's a fucking stupid excuse. Is this supposed to be funny? Oh, this is all supposed to be funny, of I'm course. I'm stuck in the blood pressure machine? Hardy, har, har. Are ya? Yep. Christ. He's great. He's great what at delivering jokes. He's, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Right. Uh, but let's talk. Oh, let's let's forget all these dumb jokes that he's reading. Let's talk about. Let's. My uh, number eight is his favorite to get off of work. Okay. So probably I would presume something that he's actually used before. Sure. I'll be honest, my favorite has always been diarrhea. Fantastic. Wonderful. And I could only imagine that he wakes up in the morning and is like, Carly, I got the wicked runs today. You're going to have to take off work and watch the kids. I'll just be in my closet playing uh, NBA 2K and watching I Spy and recording a podcast on it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Can I just point out, I've listened to dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of jokes that this guy has written. And that was probably the best punchline he's ever come up with. Just diarrhea. Yeah. My favorite is diarrhea. It's the funniest yeah, punchline I've ever heard him say. No, you're right. That's a good, that's a <laughs> I give him credit for that. <laughs> oh, my God. I got so the, the wicked other... runs today, Doug says. <laughs> so the other Girl, podcast. I got the wicked runs today. <laughs> well, what job is he calling out of? He doesn't have a job. Correct. He's using this somehow in his daily life. Okay. Uh, so he did a podcast. This was, this was crazy. 
You did a podcast with he and Carly where now I talked to you on, I guess it was the bonus episode. We did talk about when he reviewed I spy and didn't understand what was going on in the show while he was playing video games and while he was also listening to another podcast. Yeah. You know, I often forget because the Opie segment of that show was so great. I forget how great the Patrick Michael segment was (laughs) of that episode. What he's doing, and and in this podcast, he does say things like, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to, you know, maybe down the line I'll watch horror movies and I'm going to, because I make really great observations when watching movies, which oh I can't imagine and I'd love to hear it. Do you have a clip but, of him saying, I make great observations? No. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I don't want to hear that. So. I may have put those words in his mouth. Okay. So... <laughs> He and Carly, he starts off this episode, it's great because he starts off just saying that he and Carly don't know what show they're going to do, but hopefully they find a show that's a half hour and hopefully they can start with the first episode. So he, they take a break. He like takes a real time break to find the show. And then he comes back after finding this show called Erie, Indiana from like 1990. Uh-huh. And he congratulates himself for what a great job he did on the first segment of the show play number nine all right guys so we're back and we have decided we have reconnected of course we you know take some time to get these podcasts off and running with the first two or three minutes was a blast i had a great time uh i I really like the last joke about simon says you know you can't you can't deny how good that is that's just funny material that's raw that came from the head you know i just made it up as i went oh my god Pretend like you've been there before. Act like you can do that anytime you want. (laughs) Stop patting yourself on the back. This is just what he does. This is what Carly hears all day long, no matter what. Our kids were fed today, Carly. I I really did a great job. I fed them. I took time out of my podcasting schedule to actually feed them. They're not dead yet. What won't he take credit for? What wouldn't he take credit for? I don't know. Also, right after this, Two things happen in this, and, and we can talk about both. Play number 10. All right. Enjoy the unfiltered, behind-the-scenes versions, the inside look of behind-the-scenes. Is that even... I don't know. It sounded good when I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> don't fake laugh. Ooh. Carly getting instructions right on the show. At least Maddox would write them out and send them to Dick after the show. <laughs> this guy is getting her notes in real time. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, first of all, you you caught one of the things about this. The other one is he wrote this. Yeah, he wrote. He that wrote down. that joke down. Was it a joke? It just sounded like words that he put oh, together. Oh yeah, right? it was just words. This is the unfiltered. I think are the words that he wrote down. Yeah, and he has right. to scold. He it's scolds raw. Carly for fake laughing. I this. This is a very interesting peek into their relationship. Okay. The show. So I I certainly wouldn't listen to it because it's too long but i think you'll get it from just the clips i have so carly takes some time it takes her a long time to get into this but she starts talking about eerie indiana and all of its stars and i don't know much about the show but i was like i think toby mcguire was in this when he was a kid but that's not what she's talking about play number 11 Mm, hopefully it's good it's got a lot of good stars got almost five stars on Prime Video. (laughs) I like this TV show. There's so many stars. Oh, yeah, like who? Well, there's five. Five Five stars. Five stars. That's fucking funny. Yeah, these people don't think like normal people. No. Wow. Oh, no, not not at all. That's great. Also, uh, this is (laughs) after he tells Carly. This is... 
or Carly shaming. At one point in this episode, he tells Carly that he has to pause the podcast to comment on it. Not because he needs to do it. He could easily talk through this. She can't do it. He tells her, like, in this show, he's like, I need to pause this podcast because you can't concentrate on the show and talk at the same time. And if you play number 13, you can really hear her enthusiasm. You can really make your voice heard after we pause it, okay? So what do you feel here? They're using, like, the creepy twin vibe, I feel, from, like, The Shining with the redheads being super creepy. I feel like they try to push this thing of, like, twins are creepy. Yeah. Her personality is dynamic. She jumps out of the speakers at you. <laughs> I can't get enough of her. So if you play my number 15, because they should retitle this show, Seamus interrupts Carly. That's all he does in this episode. Well, she's got so much to say. <laughs> Probably tried just about every kind of good. Wow, that's the kid? Of... Is that Dash X? Baloney is gross sometimes. And also, I'm checking the person who wrote baloney on it because it can't spell. No? I think something weird happened. I think people love that, though. (laughs) Those look like some great pancakes. Yeah. And truth be told, I'm not sure if it's butter or glue. (laughs) He just talks through her. (laughs) He just talks through the whole time. It's like he literally has to somehow overcome her terribleness, and he knows that. It's like, I cannot let this woman ruin my podcast. I'll just talk through her, over her, against her. Anything I can do, he's like, I'm the offensive. About halfway through this show, too, this is another crazy thing. And I I put in clip 18. It's pretty long. It might be worth playing. About halfway through, Carly's mic mysteriously cuts out. Like, you can't hear her, but he seems to think that you can still hear her, so he's asking questions he's answering things that she says it's so uncomfortable and he knew it too because in the show description he even says the mic cut out halfway in but but i left it in it's still great content play 18 it's like celebrity lookalikes you know what i mean it's like uh, a celebrity god that fucking noise is oh so irritating that's what his podcast sounds like it's not through the whole thing. Yeah, I, I know. But, I didn't hear that earlier. And then it turns into that? Yeah, it turns into it for a little bit, and then it goes back to sounding like the regular shit it does. Okay, all right, here we go. Pretty look-alike. You know what I mean? Or they... Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they were in the yearbook. That's good. Okay. What about when a guy finishes your fucking sentences? How's that feel? gotta be a living hell also. You can cut this at any point. You can cut this at any point. Yeah, what the fuck, <sighs> man? So, throughout the entire show, her mic doesn't work. Her mic does not work. Then he puts music, as you heard. He puts yeah. up this music bed, which makes it even more impossible to hear. Like, when I first listened to this, I was in the car, whatever. I wasn't really paying attention. And I, I thought, seriously, she just quit. Like, she walked away. <laughs> and he's talking to himself and asking himself questions as usual. But when I went back and I listened to it, I was like, I think I can faintly hear her in the background. And then I read the show description. And he was like, I don't know. I put it out anyway. It's it's Patreon content. I was like, wow. what is this? Well, I, I think this is a good time. We can come back to some of these other clips. Yeah. I think it's a good time to segue into his victory lap that is the shout-out episode of on his Patreon, patreon.com slash podculture. Not the one you signed up for, you fucking idiot. I know. (laughs) How much money are you giving him? 
I don't know. I think it was like three or five, something like that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he is blown away by his success. He cannot believe he's gotten to this point. And uh, this is just one of those episodes that you go through and you say, you know what? We're going to knock this one out. We're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to give shout outs to all the new patrons, all the new Patreon members, because you know what? Here's the thing, guys. This is so crazy and unexpected. Now, I don't know if this happened simply because you guys heard that I was going behind a paywall. But after that was mentioned, well, guess what? I'm up to... I'm almost in double digits now, guys, of Patreon members. Holy cow. That's right. Give me a round of applause because that's amazing. Holy moly. He's up to almost double digits. (laughs) Do you know how many patrons he had when he recorded this podcast? The answer is seven. (laughs) Seven people. Almost double digits. Almost double digits. Seven. And he is blown away. He's like, I don't know how this happened. Maybe it's because I mentioned that I was going behind a paywall on the nine-minute podcast. Maybe because Carl played that clip on WATP. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows how this happened? But I love this episode, and I clipped almost every part of it because he's doing this completely backwards. That's right. And this episode is only for you Patreon members because I want to make sure you guys know that I know that you're here. He's doing a shout-out episode where he shouts out every person who's supporting him yeah. on the show that can only be heard by people who are supporting him. <laughs> It's the opposite of how you would do this. I I know that you know. What you want to do is go on the show that everyone can hear and say, we got tons of people supporting us on Patreon. Maybe you should too. Not this fucking numbnuts. Hear their names. That is... Why? Why would he do it that way? And why would he... Well, never (laughs) mind. Because he doesn't know. Why am I questioning He doesn't understand how how any of this works. This (laughs) is... This is him explaining that having seven people support him on Patreon is beyond his wildest dreams in podcasting. And you know what, guys? I never really thought that I would come this far. I never thought that I would honestly just continue this journey this long and this in-depth, right? I never assumed that I would be one of those people that decided to even buy equipment for this job. So... He is in territory that he never thought he would get to this level of being a professional podcaster with all of this support. And this is a clip that I'm going to play. It's one of those examples where he confuses the hell out of himself and then has to retract his statement and then say the exact opposite because no longer is this just a hobby. This is now his job. You know what, dude, I could take off as much time as I needed to. Like, I could just quit doing this. Honestly, I say that, and I'm saying it, and it's coming out of my face, and I'm realizing, no, I couldn't. (laughs) No, I couldn't quit. No, I couldn't just take the time, you know, stop doing it. Because now it's just so much more than sitting behind a microphone. And you learn that because of the people that are willing to continue to follow you. I think, I think the success is going to his head. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my I can't God. even believe this. We have entered a new chapter in wow. this story of Patrick Michael, and I am loving it. I am loving I, where he's is, going with this. 
That previous clip, the one before what we just heard there, it sounded like a professional baseball player's retirement speech. <laughs> like, it was just like, I did it all. I reached the pinnacle. Today, 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 I consider myself, myself, the luckiest man, <laughs> yeah. luckiest man. <laughs> There's just a guy with two bad knees and now... <laughs> Oh, boy. So he never thought he would get to this point. But now, because he's at this point, he is putting more pressure on himself. And I'll I'll (laughs) speak for myself wholeheartedly as I never assumed that it would have gotten to this point even. Where I had to buy equipment, where I had to edit, where I had to produce a quality show. Right? (laughs) Wrong! (laughs) He's at a point where he has to put out a quality show. You fucking better not, asshole. I'm not giving you three bucks a month to hear a quality show out of you. If you even try that shit. <laughs> My God. That's fucking funny. So all of this is new territory, and he doesn't even know how to respond to it. The interesting thing about it is when the certain success does come, when people do start to enjoy whatever the fuck it is you're doing, you also don't know how to how to respond to that. Like, how do I continue to please? <laughs> all right. Patrick Michael, you just do you, all right? Okay. Give, let me give you some advice. You want to continue to please us patrons? Just be Patrick Michael. That'll be enough. Don't put any more pressure on yourself than you need to. When certain success comes, just the idea that he thinks that this is proof of success is mind-boggling. It's bananas. And this is him talking about how when he does these shows behind the paywall now, he knows that only the true fans are listening. And I'll tell you, having the paywall for me, going to Patreon, I just, there's a, a different level of comfort because I feel like I'm speaking to a select few. You are seven. You're <laughs> right, talking to seven people. I feel yeah. like there's just only a few people who are going to hear this. Correct. <laughs> it's the most select few, and they're all listening to us right now. <laughs> seven people. <laughs> He's amazing. That's He's a, so what great. would this? What would happen if this guy had found true success in life? I think he would fucking explode. <laughs> he would, he'd, he'd run out on that family, that's for sure. So this is where, yeah, no shit, Carly who? So this is where he explains that he's had the Patreon set up for a long time. But these seven members, he never mentions the word, the number seven, but that's how many. <laughs> these seven members, it's almost double digits. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. the details. This is where he explains that even though he's had this up there for a long time, everybody just came in in June. Everybody here is virtually new. Because I've been promoting the Pod Culture Patreon page for a long time. Yes, you have. And <laughs> all of these Patreon members are new as of June. So they literally just came in. Correct. So weird. <laughs> You've That's been promoting so this thing for a long time and nobody gives a shit. No, he thinks it's just because he threatened to take all of his shows away, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> the seven shaberai. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted by the, the Discord. So, right. uh, it's it's fun. So, a um, couple more clips that I want to play from this where he explains what the member benefits are. And it is a simple membership, guys, for $3 a month. That gets you... Remember 
remember he's talking to the members. <laughs> this is the this is so fucking backwards. We've <laughs> already signed that, up for his Patreon. Yeah. We know what we're subscribing to. And now he's going to explain it to us. And it is a simple membership, guys, for $3 a month. That gets you uh, all the previewed stuff. And due to the fact that we will have, we have more people interested in actually pledging and becoming a Patreon member, we're going to be putting out more $3 worth content, okay? <laughs> so when I hear that, I think, is this guy the dumbest person besides Tom Myers to exist in the world? And then I'm wondering, wait a second, no one's that stupid. You wouldn't go on your member-only show and say, hey, guys, if you become a member, this is what you're going to get. They're already members. Then I'm like, wait a second. He knows that I'm going to play this on WATP, and he's going to get two or three more people signed up for this. I think he's playing me. He's going to get one later today, at least. Why, you're going to switch? You're going to switch over to podcaster? Yes. I didn't get the shout-out. I'm pretty pissed. I don't know if you know this, but the way Patrick Michael lives his life is by always taking the easy route. You know, and I've always taken the easy route, and I've tried my best to (laughs) continue to take the easy route. And here we are on that easy route. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something you brag about. I don't know if you guys know me, but what I do is I don't try anything new or difficult. (laughs) I never challenge myself. I don't have a job. <laughs> I, I used it. to switch schools and take swimming again, <laughs> pretending I didn't know how to swim, therefore taking the easy route and always getting A. Yes. Oh, my God. What a fucking life philosophy that is. From now on, we're living on easy route. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am making 22 bucks a month. <laughs> hey, Carly, why don't you take an extra day off? I got this. <laughs> This is this is another amazing clip. This is him explaining that he always wanted to do because he listens to a lot of podcasts and he always wanted to do something different. And that's fine. That's what I wanted. I wanted my show to be different. Every single one of them. And I feel as if as if they are. He has 30 shows that all sound identical. He doesn't even know which show he's doing half the time. And he goes, I wanted every single one of my shows to be different. And I nailed it. No, you didn't. (laughs) Not even close. All right, this is the last clip that I want to play from the show. I want the shows to be so different. I change the name of the show sometimes. Yeah. You know, three years into making it. Correct. Oh, no, it's called The Harry Show. It's so different. Is it? Is it different? All right, this is um, a very exciting clip that I want to play. Mm -hmm. It just fills me with pride and joy. And then pretty much back to back, you got... Carl from uh, WATP. That's me. Three dollars <laughs> yes. June twenty fifth. Thank you yes. so much. You're welcome. Yes. Seamus <laughs> thanked me. He acknowledged me and he thanked me. And by the oh. way, I want to bring up Doug from the Jingles Department. There's a lot of Dougs to keep track of. These yeah, days. that's a lot, man. Doug from the Jingles Department is a the biggest Patrick Michael fan in the world. We were going back and forth. He had an idea. Could we get Patrick Michael to read? a WATP ID. So, you know, this is something, something new that I've been doing lately where I've been asking people to, um, to drop IDs for me like this one. Hi, I'm Cripple Jesus. And you're listening to who are these podcasts? Or of course the very professional. This is Larry Blydner and you are listening to who are these podcasts? So Doug's idea was what amount of money would it take to get Patrick Michael to read a WATP ID. 50 bucks? 
45 bucks, 12 cents. So the idea is, should we start a Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something where everybody chip in 50 cents? And so his thought was, well, we got to give him some money up front or he's not going to believe it, which is probably true. But then he might just take the money and run. How do we do this? <laughs> Any ideas? I don't I don't know. I, I feel like there has to be some way to hold something back. And if you do this and you'll get this money or then you'll get this many people on your Patreon. I I don't know. I'm not, not I'm not an answer. Am I the only one who's excited about this premise? Like just to have a drop of Patrick Michael going, hey, this is and oh, maybe you should have to like read off a bunch of his names. Maybe you could do IDs with all of his different personas. So Animal Crosley oh. would give us a shout out. What? We'd get Seamus McKillian, Glitch Fredberg. Glitch Fredberg. I don't think he would do Todd. I don't think he acknowledges Todd. He doesn't like Todd. Probably a, not. A deep pull, but he could do the Kermit voice where he calls out his father. Yes. Wait, if, what? What is yeah, this? Yeah, this is, this is deep. There was one where he was talking to his father who left him when he was a child. And he was doing the voice of his dad who sounded like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> hey, I really like your show, Patrick. It's really great. <laughs> All right, now I'm just being mean. Look, I, I went from being sad. funny to mean. <laughs> I'll shut up. Oh. Producer Chris brings out the worst in me. Anyway, that's just an idea. I thought it was brilliant, and uh, we'll we'll probably look at that and, and figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, listen, you have a direct line of contact to him now. That's you're, true. you're a patron. You can pull that 3 to $10, whatever you're pledging, at any moment. And if you let him know this, that might be threat enough. Oh, that's interesting. You're saying don't raise any money for this asshat. Just threaten <laughs> to take your money away. I could maybe get yeah. a couple of the other patrons Definitely. in on this. And we could all say, if you don't record this ID, all right, I don't want to be a dick. We'll I figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, what else do you have on uh, the Patrick Mike <laughs> episodes that you listen to? Anything else you want to play? I, I just want to play a couple of things real quick. Because you've mentioned before that Seamus has no life experience and he has no stories in this podcast this eerie indiana one he does tell a creepy creepy story play number 14 but i I would walk behind her house and at one point we were fucking like looking through her sliding sliding glass door just fucking with her knocking on it and shit and at one point she actually was right there and almost caught us we would always run away that's the coolest fucking story i've ever heard in my entire life that's insane can i hear it again Jesus Christ. He's talking about peeping on an elderly woman in his old neighborhood when he was a child. What a what a fucking amazing thing you guys did. You almost got caught yeah. too. Sweet. Yeah, great. Good Most story, exciting. everything. Uh played the my last clip uh that I have for you to play is number sixteen, where I've never heard Seamus get racist before, but this is a great I don't like the color diversity in the room. Wait, what? <laughs> I may have taken that out of context, All but that right. is what he said. I know. <laughs> yeah, there are certain phrases you just don't want to string together in a podcast because they can easily get pulled out of context right. and played on somebody else's show, especially mine. You want to be careful with yep. that. But that's yeah, that's all I got though. That's awesome. I gotta get on I gotta get on that Patreon. I'm I'm very excited about this. <laughs> wow. Trust me, I just played you everything that's exciting about that Patreon. But yeah, go for it. All right. Do what you got to do. He's going to... This Patrick Michael guy's getting a big head. We should probably ask him that same question about how, to, how are you going to stay humble? 
Is it important to you to stay humble? Are you going to stay humble? I'm just going to surround myself with Carly and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to try to, you know, they just treat me like a normal person. You know, I'm just going to try to. All right. I'm going to stay away from people that are like, man, you're so fucking cool, Seamus. (laughs) That was the best part of that clip. You know, all these people want to tell me how amazing I am all the time. It's got to avoid those people. That's how I'm going to stay humble. Holy shit. Oh, Oh, boy. Hey, um, we've done it all today. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but we talked about the Opster. We talked about Sugar Sean O'Malley. Talked about Stuttering John, Tammy Pascatelli, Patrick Michael. What else is there to do? Well, everyone's favorite part of the show. The I don't know what show we're going to do next week because it's Friday. We usually record on Saturday. I had one last day to prepare. But I'm working on getting a guest host who's never guest hosted before with us who happens to own a very large podcasting company. And the person has agreed to do it. Now, do I believe them? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I believe them, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we have. Uh, so that's the tease. It's not really the, the typical tease that we do on WATP, hmm. but a tease nonetheless. You would agree. Oh, can you can you Producer pass Christine my Reese. name along? Like, is that kind of cool? Yeah, that's the first thing I'm going to do is be like, hey, have you heard Good Times, Great Movies? You got to get that on your network. I'm just making sure. I, I know sure we have an you understanding. Get that on your network. Holy shit. All oh, right. Oh, Carl, can I can I say something nice Please. about you real quick? Oh, of um, course. I am not, you are not paying me any money to peddle your Patreon, but your latest episode with Dick Masters, listening to Maddox try and say similarly was the funniest <laughs> yeah. goddamn thing. I, I laughed for way longer than I've ever laughed at anything on your show before. That was fantastic. Everybody should sign up. Thank you very much. Yeah, what I do with Dick Masterson is we, we'll make fun of a podcast, and then we'll break down a few chapters of Maddox's book, Fuck Whales. And what's great about it is that Maddox reads it. <sighs> Maddox can't read. He's not funny. And it's just, as Crozier says, when you get to the end of the book, start over again from the beginning and hit every other joke that you didn't already tackle. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like, this just endless entertainment. I just could not believe it. Similarly, regularly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I would, I would love to be a fly in the wall during that recording session. Because I could just oh. imagine the engineer with his head in his hands going, Yep, we got it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah, that was great. Doug, I want to thank you for once again bringing it. I know I assign a lot of homework, but you oh, have tackled it as always. You always have the right attitude about it. And thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. I want to tell people they should be checking out Good Times, Great Movies, the podcast that you're a co-host of. What have you guys been uh, talking about lately? Listen, we are knee-deep in our summer of sequels, so we watch Police Academy 2, Karate Kid 2, Sleepaway Camp 2, Missing in Action 2, as we have a Patreon. They're not good movies, but they're great movies to shit all over, so check it out. Awesome. I think Police Academy 2 I've definitely seen, but I couldn't tell you a single fucking mm-hmm. thing that happened in that movie. Karate Kid 2, I remember, because it was ve- everyone was very excited about that movie coming out. <laughs> Right. And god damn it sucked. Hot chicken it though, right? 
Wasn't there like a hot Japanese chick in that? Yes. Watching it now, it was the most tolerable of the movies I just listed. Because hmm. I, you know, it's like the story of the karate old man. You just follow Mr. Miyagi around. He goes back to his home. He has like a, a he's going to fight some other elderly man. And as a kid, I fucking hated it. But, <laughs> so but now as an elderly man myself, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of into the storyline. That's great. See, we can also be badasses. A six-year-old right. man. Uh, someone's going to think we're actually 60. Well, anyway, check out Good Times Great Movies with our buddy Thank Doug. You. Because Doug brings it, and he's got a show that's tolerable. All right. Well, uh, with that, I will say, please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, oh, everybody. Great job, everyone. <laughs> these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense vic hello oh you know what (laughs) i didn't think i had your jingle on my new board but i do with vic i don't know if you guys know who vic is but vic was a voicemailer who then became a co-host of a segment here on WATP. She does the reviews slash voicemail segment. And Vic, I didn't realize, is also a stand-up comedian. (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about it last week that there's apparently a video of her doing stand-up, and I was told that I would not get said video. Somehow, Nice Doug was able to get the video. He sent me his dick, so I can't resist. Yeah. It's all dicks. It wasn't a dick pic. It's just his dick. It's like Vincent Van Gogh. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. That's interesting. I want. I watched Vic do stand-up. I have a clip that I want to play. Um, a victory stand. What, what? What's up? What's up, Doc? I'm, I'm very excited about this. Listen, that's a tight three minutes. I love it. It is three minutes. So the first thing I want to mention, and Doug and I, we don't discuss the podcast we're going to review, but we've gone back and forth about this standoff. <laughs> first off, I think we can both agree a knockout. Oh Vic my is God, a, yeah. a nine, nine and a half easily. And the ripped jeans to reveal the thigh tattoo. It's a good look, Vic. <laughs> I it made is. that myself because I was like, I fucking paid too much for this goddamn tattoo. I'm showing it. Good look. So... I want to play, oh, just a piece. I'm, t- I'm, t- I want to stretch this out. We're gonna play your stand up, but I can't just do it all at once. This is just a piece of it, and I don't know if you guys know this. Vic has mentioned that her father has passed away, but she does have a stepfather, and her stepfather is Japanese, 
which leads to all sorts of hilariousness. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's, a, that's enough setup, right? Have I set this yeah. up enough yet? <laughs> um, and especially when the, uh, like, stepdaughter, stepfather porn started blowing up. It was really terrifying. My stepdad's Japanese. Um, you know how fucking degenerate those people are? Chemical <laughs> <laughs> porn, really? Are you fucking kidding? You live on an island. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where the fuck do you even think of that? Vic. Yeah, what's up? You sound like a nervous girl. Yeah, like... <laughs> were you nervous uh, no. on stage? It was my first time. I understand. You were pacing around a lot. The camera person couldn't even keep up with you. No, he was a simp, too. Like, the guy laughing throughout the video, like, he just wanted to fuck me. So, like, uh, he just laughed at everything. Uh, he didn't laugh at everything. Did he end up fucking <laughs> you? How did that work out? Um, Yeah, I dated him for two months, then there I you... broke his heart. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's job. Uh-huh. I, I do have to say though, I was uh, the Japanese joke was good, and you got the biggest laugh from that. I was I was pretty impressed when I heard that. Um, yeah, I'm funny like one percent of the time, so it's good. Doug, from the jingles department, shit, what did I do with that note? Also, loves you, Vic. He is a huge oh, fan good. of yours, and uh, he might have gotten an advanced screener of your stand up. As well, because, you know, he is part of the show. He's, he's in the, the department. And uh, what did he say? Oh, he's, he was giving you some advice. I think there is some potential in her stand-up. Super newbie and awkward, but tighten the setup, sell it, and build confidence. She could be reasonably good. Drop the ums, move to the next joke faster, and don't pace. There's nowhere to hide yourself. But the written <laughs> material, I think, is really very good, says right. Doug from the Jingles department. That's good advice. I hadn't written nothing down. I had literally just uh, talked in my car, and then that was that. Okay. So the one thing Doug said, your written material was good, he's wrong about. All right. Weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> Weird flex, but all right. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. You got any reviews uh, of WTP you want to read? Um, I have two five-star reviews for you today. Perfect. Uh, the first one, short and sweet. How is this possible? You can actually hear how big this guy's teeth is. Five stars. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> By the way, I should point out, if you do come out, and I know we've been talking about this a lot today, so now I'm, I'm embarrassed about it, but if you do go on our Patreon, the latest episode we did with Dick Masterson, there is video of that. So if you want to see how big my Oof. teeth are. <laughs> Doug goes uh, oof. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> what a dick. All right, keep going. Um, and then I think this one was made by a furry because his name is Lord Gray Fox. Um, <laughs> and he said, so I hear Vic single. Having to tolerate Carl's pointless ramblings for an hour and 40 minutes, every episode is somewhat bearable just knowing that I'll be able to grease up and rub out to one of Vic's voicemails. Um, her tone reeks of low self-esteem and daddy issues with a touch of over-friendly uncle that really gets me in the mindset to do things my therapist reminds me are, quote, unacceptable in today's society. My one request is to make the show shorter. After all, I could only edge myself so long before I'm just laying in a puddle of my own shame. To sum up the show, uh, Carl's like the asphyxiation making Vic my ultimate climax. Five stars. Awesome. I think he mm -hmm. nailed you, Vic. 
Um, yeah, no, like I did have a weird <laughs> uncle, but the only memory that. is like he was brushing my hair and I just started crying. Oh so, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Oh, man. I don't know if this is the same person, but I got a tweet today from Lord Wolfenstein. Does that sound like it could be the same person? Oh, yeah. Lord Wolfenstein Fox. created a video game that's based on the dick show, and I am a character in the video game. Very what? exciting. What are you, a creature that crawls out of the sewer? <laughs> with big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a garbage can with teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played the game yet. He just sent me the link, so I'll have to check that out. Um, all right. Very cool. We only have a couple of voicemails and I have not even listened to them yet. So you're going to find out what's going on when I do. Let's check it out. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> I had a couple of, uh, of white claws, you know, you know, now I'm feeling, I'm a, I'm a little bit white. I mean, a lightweight. <laughs> it's all right though. Anyway, I just wanted to say, fuck you. Uh, keep up the good work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> White claws make you angry. Holy shit. Who knew? That guy sounds cool. I want to know what he's doing for the 4th of July. <laughs> Should have him over. All right. Here's another one. Hey, Carlino. It's your friendly neighborhood Canadian here. So, uh, if you think about it, Seamus is a fucking genius. Like, he... He's had his two Patreons with no one there for, like, two years now. Yep. And he knows that the only people who would actually go out of their way to listen to him are us fucking trolls from WATP and shit. So that's the only way. Does he know that? He should, but does he? I don't know. Anyway. He's going to make money because fuck that seven cents or whatever from Anchor. He can make a whole 10 bucks a month off of you, Carl. And it just blows his anchor profit out of the water, dude. All right, call me back. Bye. I don't know. I don't know if genius is the word to use for that. Know. That guy did just kind of recap the show. And it also, is. is there something wrong with him, or is that just a symptom Canadian. of being Canadian? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. I saw your punchline again. Uh, Sorry about it. that. <laughs> we got to work on our chemistry. Uh, all right, one more voicemail to play. But yeah, you're right. That was interesting how we just summed up the show yeah. that we just did. Very good. Fuck you, Carl. I think like two weeks oh. ago or so, you said you were talking about these serial killer trading cards. So I was like, no way, that's a fucking thing. So I go on Amazon and I look it up, and it's definitely a fucking thing. But now every time I go on my Amazon page, all I get are these fucking suggestions for me to buy these these serial killer coloring books. I mean, it's not just like one coloring book. There's like a, over a dozen different coloring books that are just serial killers. It's fucking annoying. Who the fuck buys these fucking serial killer things? Are people that obsessed with serial killers? Fuck. Okay. I, he could have Googled it. Yeah, that's fair. not your fault, Carl. Like, don't go on Amazon, shithead. Like, go on eBay <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know. I definitely black out a lot while I'm doing my podcast. I don't remember ever talking about I've serial killer trading cards. That. 
Okay. We haven't talked about say, another I... creep off. We haven't talked about yeah. WTP. Maybe Peapod. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I talking about this? Oh, fuck. Hey, Carl, how do you become a guest on the Peapod? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> That's a good question. Um... Send me a note with the five reasons why you should be a guest on the Peapod, and we'll consider it. Uh, I don't know why you're talking about me. This is for a friend. For your friend. By the way, I'm setting up an OnlyFans. This was the uh, Wheel of Shame, or Wheel of Consequence. Wheel of Shame. This is the Wheel of Consequence thing on the Creep Off, and I was disapproved the first time, but I just got approved today. So my OnlyFans, it's Carl Creepoff. The OnlyFans will be available for people to give me money to make fun of any. Vic, I think you should be out there. We might have have some special appearances from you. I'm like a step away with my daddy issues from creating one. So No, I I mean just to make fun of Vinny with me because you seem to really hate Vinny. Oh, you know what? He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite at all. Nice <laughs> Doug is my favorite. Oh, I've noticed Vinny, that. Vinny, Cripple Jesus. You have some uh, enemies on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. I think Dick is next. I just uh, I just want him to make fun of me until I kill myself. Uh, it'll happen. Well, just make sure that you buy one of his uh, t-shirts right before oh, you do that. Do you, hell know, yeah. you should have one, Carl. <laughs> Dick Masterson fuck? has a brilliant business model. He has a t-shirt that you buy when you commit suicide. It's $5,000. And the reason for it is that when you die, you are relieved of all of your credit card debt. I don't know if people know this, but that does not get passed off to your heirs. So whatever you've rung up on your credit card, if you're going to kill yourself, doesn't matter. goes away. So Dick's saying, I don't want you to kill yourself, but if you are going to, could you buy a $5,000 t-shirt before you do? So the only thing that I ask is if we do rip on you and you kill yourself, if you could buy one of the, I don't even know if you have that kind of credit limit on your credit card. Now that I think about it, you work at Panera No, I do. I have a very good credit score. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. (laughs) If you you could do that, that'd be great. Try to split the profits with uh, Mr. Masterson. (laughs) All right. I'm at a point now in the show where I think it's just babble, babble, babble. (laughs) We got to cut it off. Thank you guys for coming on, Vic. Always good to talk to you. I'm so glad that I have your stand-up now. I'm going to try to compare that to Vinny's stand-up so he was better. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vic. Uh, is it okay if I give that stand-up to Carl? I meant to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were meant to. You're good. Oh, it's fucking funny. All right. Uh, All right, thanks, Carl. Thank you so much for coming Nice to talk on. to you again, Vic. Of course. Great to talk to you both. And I'm just going to end the show with a random jingle because I don't know where my regular show wrap-up clip is. Rape jokes. Rape jokes, my friend. I can... Oh, someone wants me to find master. I got to get into the live chat here. I'm not even paying attention. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're taking all, all drop request hour, wow, everybody. Okay. Um, I do have that one. Masturbate. I have that in my dumb cunt folder. Don't say shit for attention. It's not cute. That's gross. All the dumb cunt drops wow. in one place. Makes it really easy to find. When you say that you have a producer, Chris, that's a real person. I never, I never quite understood that because I never heard him. That's the thing. <laughs> there he is. Producer Chris is here. Great. 